0: just come before you we thank you for your word father your word says that the entrance of your word brings light lord we are praying for light to come into our hearts permeate our hearts change our hearts today as we hear your word we thank you father for this opportunity and we thank you for that you will speak to us we pray in jesus name amen want to welcome every single visitor. Um, I don't have your names here, unfortunately, but I just want to welcome you as well. I'm going to pray that you will be blessed. want to continue with um, the word that I spoke on a few weeks ago about our identity. Uh, this is part two of our identity. And I want to just mention a, a few high spots and then jump into part two of the message today. The reason why I wanted to, I felt to speak on identity is because if you look at the world today, the world is wanting to give us our identity. If it's not with the, if the, the newspaper, it's with Instagram. If it's not with Instagram, it's with Facebook. If it's not with Facebook, it's with the people that we are surrounded with. And then it's seeking to push a particular image that we should walk with, a particular worldview that we should look with. But as believers in Christ Jesus, I want us today to continue to look at how the Lord wants us to see ourselves in Him. When we come become born again, there is a transformation. Our souls are not transformed because that's a work, a progressive work that needs to be done over time. But our spirits are transformed immediately. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And so now with the identity aspect, this is where we need to grasp everything how God perceives us from Jesus because remember Jesus is the first born of many brethren the first um, person who was born out from the the um, first born of many brethren I think that's how you say it but basically he was the first born again person that's what I'm trying to say so after Jesus it came us because he opened the door for us and from that moment the newborn creation, the newborn realities became a reality. And this is what we need to now embrace because some of the things that comes out of it is things like this. We become the righteousness of God. All these things are very, very critical because the type of day that we're in, if we don't know our identity, we will be pushed to and fro. We won't be able to understand the different... to to be able to challenge the different things that will come our way. So knowing our identity in Christ will hold us in good stead as we move forward in the days ahead. The scripture reads in Ephesians chapter 3, chapter 1 verse um, 3 to 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, In Christ Jesus, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us all in wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. But in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth. In him, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. But he who first trusted in Christ, should be to the praise of the, his glory. In him also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you have sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of, the, of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of God. This these verses of scripture are so rich when it speaks of our inheritance. It's in, in the book of Ephesians, it highlights how we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are the body of Christ, and Christ is the head, we are the body, and everything that is basically the enemy is under the feet. And so Every single thing that we have, every issue that we have that comes against us, really, to be honest with you, is under our feet. But we need to have a right perspective as to where we are seated. We are not chickens running around on the floor, with, with we can't do anything. But it's, it's because of who God has made us to be, seated in the hev- in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and. The Bible speaks of in the book of Romans chapter 5, how we reign as kings in life. But this takes time to apply, to embrace to our lives. So we was looking at this the last time and we said the meaning of identity means the, who is a, who, who a person is or the qualities of a person that make them different from others. And we said that identity is very crucial because it's just like if we go to, if we're going abroad, I don't know who's going abroad these days, but anyway, when you do go abroad, when you get your passport, you have to put it in the machine, and they they scan it and they check your identity, and then you're able to go through. So then identity is crucial. You can see it right from the natural and right into the spirit, and so we then went on to say that there was an uh, an example in the Bible that Jesus went on to the other side. The Bible says that in um, Matthew chapter eight, verse twenty-eight to twenty-nine. I won't read it because of the sake of time. It says that how Jesus went on to the other side, the region of the Gadarenes, and there were two demon-possessed persons there, and the Bible says. How they, the demons said, listen, Jesus, you're not going to cast us out till this, till the, you know, please don't cast us out. We know who you are. We know you're the son of God. They knew his identity. They knew who he was. He wasn't just some ordinary bloke walking along the, the water, I mean, I mean, on the land. But then there was another scripture in the book of Acts. The seven sons of Sceva. Now, from what I understand, they were unbelievers and they thought, listen, um, let's give this a try and try and cast out some demons. So they decided to go and try and cast out some demons and the demon spoke to that, the person who was trying to cast them and said, hey, Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? And the Bible says how the demons through the human being beat That person stripped them naked. They were running. They were were running. But my point is, demons know when you know your identity as well. Because when we speak and when we stand in the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are standing in his stead. But when we stand in faith, believing, and we speak, the demons will also know. But what needs to happen is, like what I said in the beginning, our soul needs to be constantly renewed, constantly changed, constantly upgraded, as it were, to the point where our spirit is. Because our spirit, man, as I said, doesn't need to be touched. It's more our soul constantly needing to be changed and renewed and refreshed with the Word of God. We then went on to say that when you truly walk in your identity, so this is an example of what I had here from the last time. So you you will speak in line with what the word says. You don't speak anything outside of out, outside of the word. So for example, I have here. This this uh, this this is the person who is speaking outside of the word, right? Of the, of the word. This headache of mine. it, just does not seem to be shifting. This, you see, you're claiming the thing already. This headache of mine, it does, wow, we, not, we shouldn't be claiming something like that. Or walking like, or speaking like, I am broke, I'll never get out of this rut. When we speak like this, when we declare words like this, we are taking on another identity That's not, that does not belong to us. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We need to speak and declare who he says, what he says we have. Another example is what I said the last time. Oh, I'm a weak Christian. Ah, I will never be strong in the way that God has intended me to be. And you you might not even say outwardly, but inwardly you might be saying that. Oh, I'm not strong like such and such. But we, we shouldn't be doing that. We need to embrace who God says we are. Look into the word, the mirror of the word, the mirror of the word to help us so we can see where we need to change. So the correct terminology and the correct way to embrace something like this is this is not my headache. I thank you, Lord, that you paid the price for my sickness. And I thank you that by your stripes, I am healed. So you're speaking in line with what he's done. You're confessing that this thing ain't yours. And it's the same for every single other thing that we are facing with with our lives. Different things that we are facing. Because remember, just like in the Old Testament where they had loads of different Philistines and different Amites and that had they had to fight. We have to fight it in our day, in our lives. And all of us have things that we need to um, address that the Lord will help us with. We then started to highlight a few of the things that how the scriptures see how God's word says who we are so for example it says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 we are accepted it's a great thing God's not rejecting you you know man you know like when you go into certain when you go to when you was in school it's like certain cliques would encourage you yeah you're you're in this group you're in this group and they'll accept you then some groups they wouldn't accept you you're a bit weird man you're a bit strange that kind of thing no, 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 here, the Bible says that we are accepted. It doesn't matter how you look, it doesn't matter what you, what you wear, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, you are accepted. God embraces you for who you are, how you are, it doesn't matter of your style of how you worship, God loves you and he embraces you and this is what we need to remember, that we accept it. So as we come before the Father, we don't need to worry about, oh no, have I said it right? Have I, have I said it in the correct way? He accepts you for who you are. The Bible says that um, How when we come into his presence, we can come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain grace to help us in time of need. The scripture also highlights in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 that we are his own special possession. We are his own special possession. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking time with all of this, you know, because it's important that we go over and hear and refresh our, our minds with this so that when we come before the throne of grace, we don't need to walk with our heads down. We need to walk up with our heads high. I think, I believe I've mentioned this story before, but there was a, a CEO of a company, he was having a meeting with somebody and then he was discussing something with the clients, etc. Then all of a sudden a, a young girl walked in. Daddy, 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 daddy. She's walked around and she just came and she hugged him. And he goes, hello, my daughter. That's the type of thing that we have with our father. We don't need no airs and graces because we are accepted in the beloved. We have that confidence and boldness. So we don't need to knock on, we don't even need to knock this, run in! Because he's our daddy. The scripture also highlights how we are loved beyond compare. John chapter 4 verse 19, I won't read that because of time. The scripture also says how... He has um, set us free from every form of sin. And it also highlights in Romans how there's no condemnation. Do you know if we have condemnation when we go into prayer, that will hinder your prayer. We must never come into the presence of God with condemnation. Condemnation is that guilt that will grip your heart. And will cause you to not be in faith. Because you're in condemnation. And so it's really important. This is why when the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. To them who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. It's important that we embrace that truth. You know, even if you feel bad. Say, Lord, I, f- I feel bad, you know, I, I feel bad. Help me, help me to embrace this truth, what you're saying here in your word. That I, and you know, one of the greatest ways to do this is to speak what God is saying about you over and over and over and over again. Just like what Pastor Mecca was saying, because that is Meditating. We med- See, the thing is, we meditate all the time. We don't even know it at times. We meditate on other things. It might be negative, but we are still meditating. We might may not even say it vocally, but inwardly it's been spoken. And so when we speak his word, because Jesus says that my words are spirit and my words are life. And death and life is in the power of the tongue. So as we speak his word, it will start to rearrange it will start to change. God's word is so powerful. Do you remember when there was desolation in the book of Genesis? It was said that when Satan was thrown out, it was, it, he's probably, it caused the, the chaos that we saw when we read in the book of Genesis. But the Bible says that how God says, let there be and he spoke the word. When he spoke the word, it transformed the land. It transformed the waters. It parted. It transformed the firmaments because of the power of the spoken word. So moving on to this week, or this part two, the four ways how our identity in Christ changes our lives. Four ways. Number one, we no longer chase after the desires of our flesh, but instead seek to bring God glory in all areas of our lives. And the scripture reads in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions is not from the Father, but is in but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So there were three things there. Another version says lust of the, lust of the flesh, lust of eyes, pride of life. So the lust of the flesh is everything that appeals to the carnal and physical appetite. Everything. Everything. So, you, for example, drink and, and food, it's like you you become really like, oh, I've got to have that, 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 that plate of food right there. It's like you, 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 there's a lust for it, a strong lust. Or if, for some people it might be drink. And then you have the lust of the eyes. And this is everything that appeals to eyes, um, so it's like that greedy demand. It's like you, you just you are lusting. Again, you could you could use the, the food illustration. I'm, I'm I'm dwelling on this a lot today. I wonder why. And maybe some people are fasting. Yes, I need to fast. Amen. So anyway, lust of the eyes. But yeah, that's one example. For other people, it could be this this lusting lusting, a, a car. Or for other people, it could be other things lust of the eyes and this is and and then the the pride of life is everything that appeals to haughtiness arrogance and pride do you remember when Jesus took Satan took Jesus to be able to look at all of this the the significant um, places in in the kingdom of the world he presented to him the pride of life. And these are the kind of things as believers that we are faced with at times. And we have to face them. And the way that we are faced is, is look, the, number one, you need to be honest. You need to be honest. Listen, you, you're being tempted. You're being, there, there is something in you being presented to you that is appealing to your flesh, appealing to your eyes. Healing to your pride. And so you need to say, hey, Lord, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to walk in this. Lord, please, I, I'm, I'm being drawn to buy this thing. Please help me. Please help me to walk in your strength and your holiness and in your purity. But if we try to do it in our own strength and ability, we will fail. Definitely, we will fail. So, that is the first thing. The second thing is, we no longer fear the future. There's a lot of talk about fear today. If it's not from the media, it's like you're walking along the street and it's like they see you, they they walk around you because there's fear. There's fear everywhere. And especially when the pandemic hit for the first time, because no one experienced anything like this before. But the scripture says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So whenever you feel or sense that fear, don't embrace it. But speak his word, even if you feel fearful. And also in in the, in the book of Psalms, David says, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. So as we trust in him, we will draw strength from the Lord to be able to face the fear. Because look, let's be real. There will be fears out there, you know. There will be. And there will be things that will come. But the Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world because the greater one resides in us we have that assurance and the confidence to be able to stand and to look at fear dead in the face not because of any strength we have but because he lives in us Jesus the person of the Holy Spirit lives in us Also in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. Sorry, how much time have I got? Oh, okay. Right. I have to get used to this new timing system. <laughs> so let's, let's pray, and um, we will continue another time. Lord... We want to thank you so much for your word. We thank you for speaking to us today. We pray that you will continue to change our hearts. Help us to embrace the identity that you have given to us more and more. And help us to go to the levels that you need us to. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.